Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 37 of the In the 11 podcast hosted by myself, Brendan Griffiths. Today's episode is an awesome one, another player that we're having on the 11 today in the 11 with us. Anthony Lopez is chatting with me today. He's a former teammate of mine from back in Germany and is currently playing for the Cal United Strikers in NISA, which is the relatively new professional league in the United States. So we're going to talk to him about a lot of different things, his story, his journey everywhere he's played, what's it like being a pro, what's it like playing at all the levels that he's played at so far. And it's it's chock full of a lot of good information and a lot of good advice, especially to other players out there or players who are playing at a high level about how to how to take care of your body, how to train, how to how to really be a pro in every sense of the word. So can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Make sure that you subscribe so you can follow along with the podcast wherever you're watching or listening. And make sure that you leave a review, like, comment, share, all that good stuff with the pod, and let me know what you think. So without further ado, here's Tony. All right, so we are here with my friend, a.k.a. Big Time, Anthony Lopez, <laughs> uh, special guest on the show in the 11 with us today. Got the, had the pleasure of playing with him when we were over in Germany together. Um, you know, one of the most attacking, uh, talented attacking players that I've had the pleasure of playing with. And uh, coming off a, a game-winning goal, and I believe your first professional goal the other day. Are we, are congratulations in order? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was, that was my first professional goal that's awesome so what was what was that feeling like for you um it was kind of actually like pretty pretty good honestly like seeing the ball finally go in the back of the net for uh, a game that actually counted mm-hmm. it kind of it takes a little bit of relief off your shoulders and kind of just hope that more keep coming so I think it's a good step to just keep pushing and moving forward in my career yeah for sure because now this is your your second year with Cal United, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, my first year obviously kind of sucked because of uh, COVID. So it technically, we didn't really get a full season and really get to play. So I didn't really get to um, showcase myself as much. Mm-hmm. But but this year, it's we're looking like we're going to play a lot more games and just COVID's kind of going away. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens. Yeah. How's it been so far? How's the the first couple of games of the season gone, and how you just into to the new season? Um, it's it's going well. Um, we had a really good preseason. Um, we played like really top teams in California. We played uh, LAFC. We played Galaxy Two, um, San Diego Loyal. So like a lot of USL teams, mm-hmm. which was just pretty good. It got us ready for our our season, and so far right now we're I think two and two, which is not bad <laughs> yeah did you feel like there was a difference between the levels when you're playing some of the usl teams and like with your club or did you feel like it was pretty pretty even um i think we're pretty even our team our team is pretty 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 good around like like teams that play um we usually we usually do pretty well against usl teams because 
normally they like to play as well. And it's not like just like kickball and like, yeah. you know, just going forward. So like Galaxy likes to play. Um, San Diego was trying to, like, they try to play as well. The one that was really good was <laughs> LAFC, bro. They're good. Really? I'm not going to Yeah, I'm not going to lie. They were very good. And that was the reserves, but goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like part of it is like the way people play in California? Like, is it kind of like a like state thing? Like, because I know like you play all, you played now, you know, East Coast teams, you play West Coast teams, like all around the country. Like, you notice different styles and stuff between like that kind of thing? Um, yeah, there's, there's different styles. Most of the time, um, there's, there's a lot more teams in California that want to play like on the ground. And then I feel like in the East coast, sometimes it gets, they, they play as well on the ground, but it's a little bit more, sometimes they, they get a little bit more direct and then they try to play like, so it, I think it just depends like on the coaching style, but most mm-hmm. of the time, yeah, I feel like it's, it's different. <laughs> yeah. A lot of teams, like a lot of teams on the East coast are usually like bigger and just kind of more more athletic you know yeah like more physical yeah so and and they're still technical they're just a little bit more physical and want to just kind of make it a little bit more rough so let's uh let's go back a little bit so obviously you know we just talked about you now playing for cal united and nisa but you grew up in california right and played all your youth soccer in california as well yeah what club did you play for uh, I played for like four different clubs. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of moved around a, a little bit. Um, I started off with uh, Valley United, and it, it was, it was an okay team. I was playing in Europe with uh, one of my, one of my dad's friends. His, he was a coach, and he kind of wanted me to come out and play, and so he kind of, I went out, and so I was playing with that team in Europe. I, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't too good when I was little. I was just kind of, you know average and then i left to a team called uh real socal i don't know if you've heard of them or played yeah 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 so i played for them for about a year and a half and then after that i i stopped playing for like a year with uh with them and i just started training on on my own with uh with some guy that i i i knew he was like a private trainer Mm -hmm. and i just trained with him for like about a year and after that, I ended up at FC Golden State for my last uh, three years. And yeah, that's where I ended my career at Golden State. Wow. So career. you had a whole year where you like weren't playing competitively? Yeah. Hmm. That was his, uh, that was his logic. Um, the guy that wanted it, that was like training me. Um, his logic was get out of club soccer for a year and just kind of focus on like your development and, you know, just try to get better and try not to be um, around, around the game right now, since you kind of like have some habits that are not too good, like, you know, so it was, it was kind of hard, honestly. Like I told my parents, my parents and my dad was kind of like, like, what are you, like, what are you saying? You know, like, yeah, like you're not going to play no more. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to play tomorrow. I'm just going to practice every day, you know, and he was just like, like what? So it was, it was hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. I remember I was like, I was like 15. Um, so I wasn't playing. And on the weekends I used to go and watch, uh, my brothers play. They were older. Um, they used to play like Sunday league or like, like leagues during the weekend. Yep. And I would go, I would go watch. And <laughs> it was so hard for me, uh, for like, 
them to tell me to come play and my uh the coaches and, and all everybody there would just kind of you know try to make me play and i was just kind of like no 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 like i can't, no, I can't. Training. And I like, yeah and it was like yeah, i was weird because a lot of a lot of people were like so you're just training and you're not gonna play and i'm like yeah like that's pretty much it <laughs> if you like if you were to do it again do you feel like that was did that help you or would you like do it differently if you could do it all over again no, I, I think I think that's what helped me, honestly, because um, now like that I think of it like that was kind of like my changing point of my career since I just kind of took like that whole year off and just kind of focused on myself. And I had I had a pretty good uh, guidance, which is uh, my trainer. And he honestly, he I think he helped me develop a lot into like kind of the player that I am today. Yeah, it's like it's a definitely an interesting idea because like. Like you said, you just get to focus 100% on your technical ability. And like it probably has, like you said, made you into the player that you are now when you're playing in a team setting. Like I said, I got to play with you in Germany. So like I could see like technically you're like very good on the ball. And maybe that's something that not a lot of young kids get if they're just always in team training and they don't do like that individual stuff. Yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, I'm not going to lie. This guy was kind of (laughs) crazy. but i mean like his logics were like they were crazy but they were like um like at the same time kind of true you know like the way he the way he would think was like just like a professional you know i mean he kind of he um he's gotten a lot of people like pro contracts and like it's just like the way he thinks is just like you know different than everybody else and it's Mm -hmm. like well obviously you have a better chance of making it if you're thinking like this but it's super crazy the way he's thinking like I'm telling you, I used to hate like freaking going to train with this guy and like, you know, but the thing was like, it was like, you know, that he was, that's the way he kind of was. And um, that's kind of why he, he, he kind of knew what the next level was and he was trying to get you ready for it. So, I mean, a lot of kids nowadays, um, I don't think they'll be able to do it, but um, like, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Like this guy would literally, I mean, he would, he wouldn't charge me. That's the thing. Like his logic was kind of crazy. Like if you think about it, right? So this guy would train me, but he wouldn't charge me. Mm-hmm. So the way he would do it was that if I'm not going to charge you, you're going to listen to me 100% because I'm taking free time out of my day yeah. to help you. So now you're kind of like, oh, damn, like now I actually got to listen to the guy, you know, because like <laughs> he's doing it like for like his, you know, his his himself, which is like, kind of like smart because a lot, a lot of times private trainers right they pay the they pay the the trainer so mm-hmm. now you're fo- you're forced to train the kid right this guy is like he's not forced to train me so he kind of like he'll have to like it kind of has to come within you to try to like you know like want it which was like you know yeah that's a good point because like i'm sure when the kids kids that pay for private training then they probably think like oh i'm paying you so i should be able to kind of control what we do in the sessions or like you know you shouldn't treat me this way because like i'm paying you but as yeah he's, exactly he's saying like i'm doing this out of the i'm taking time out of my day to do it you kind of then yeah. feel like you owe him something <laughs> like he's like guilting yeah. you into being like yo you better work your ass off because like <laughs> i'm taking time out of my day to do this for you and exactly that's kind of what it was like um i mean i used i used to go and train with him i mean the thing like i'm telling you this guy's crazy off 
we used to he we used to go to the park i mean i was like 15 um the park i used to go to was probably like 25 minute drive but i mean i didn't drive back then so i would have to take the bus mm -hmm. it'll probably take me it'll probably take me like an hour 20 just to get there and like i would have to take the bus you know i had he made me write out my own schedule i had like the food like try to i had to try to follow like my food plans imagine that like, i'm at 15 like you know like you're still kind of young you know like you're like you know i was like what the fuck like this guy's crazy yeah. you know he was he was making me read books like you know like all this kind of stuff you know just like like what like what does it have to do with soccer you know but it just kind of like it kind of builds like a lot of like your character and just kind of like him seeing like how bad do you want it you know uh, how committed are you really to like you know coming and training and you know and like really wanting to learn and try to improve yourself because it's easier for like your parents to kind of come and you know hey i'll drop you off and i'll come back and pick you up you know yeah but it, it's kind of it's kind of like a different story if like you kind of find a way to get yourself there so that's the way he kind of always thought of it like you know it's easy for him to come pick me up and like take me and you know but he kind of wanted it to like be on yourself to get there do you feel like there's habits that you picked up in that time like training with him that you still kind of carry over now into your career like when you're when you're playing or, or just in life in general um yeah I do I kind of the way I kind of see it now as well is like I kind of see the same way. Like if you really want to, like you'll kind of find a way to try to uh, try to get there and just kind of like um, never giving up like on, like when you're working, like he kind of pushed me like super hard. <laughs> so like, I kind of like have it like in my head now that you just get, there's always a next level of like pushing, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And like, I think he pushed me to a, <laughs> a pretty crazy extreme, level. Or something yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy was like, we, we, I used to hate Saturdays. Like when Saturday would come, I was like, please, like, no, not Saturday. Not Saturday. <laughs> Saturday was, um, it was our beach training day. Oh, so we would, we would, I would have to wake up probably like six thirty seven. um, by seven o'clock, get on the bus, drive to like, um, the bus used to take me down by where he used to live. Um, and then from there we used to go to the beach. We used to get there probably like seven, eight a.m and we we're probably there for like five hours bro oh my god five hours of just training bro and it was like it was so bad like this guy would kill like he would literally like make us or it was i mean it was always me but sometimes he would invite like other guys and you know like other kids to come and train sometimes because they would always they, people a lot of people wanted to train with this guy you know mm -hmm. but see like that's the thing like he only trained people that he wanted to or he kind of saw potential and like or people that he kind of um like he saw that you know like maybe they would really work hard you know but like there was a lot of other guys that kind of um would come one day and then they wouldn't come no more they would make an excuse like hey uh i'm too sore or, hey i can't move or hey i don't have a ride yeah and after that like he just wouldn't he would never train him again you know yeah so again it's like that so, that idea that you're talking about with like the payment like he's only picking certain players that he wants to train. So again, it's like, like I've picked you. I've said all these other players I don't want to train. So like you better show up and like put in the effort. Yeah. And it's funny kind of how you saw me. Like um, he was kind of, um, he used to work for like the city of LA and he had like a, like a facility for like kids like that are obviously like for the poor, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he used to do like extra classes and like um, there was a boxing place there as well. They, like the kids like that wanted to come in and do boxing. They would mm -hmm. come in like so the city would kind of pay for all that. And he was like the one in charge of like the whole building. 
And so at night he would do uh indoor, right? And so he would start indoor. It was like twice a week. Um, it would start at six or seven all the way to like 10. So like mm -hmm. four hours of just like four before indoor. And I remember the first time I went, um, I was probably, I was like 13, maybe younger around there. I went with my brother. And I mean, that's kind of at my point where I wasn't really as good, you know? <laughs> and I was, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was struggling. Like, obviously, I mean, you played indoor, right? Yeah. It, it's a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I was a little kid and it was a lot faster and I was playing with like grown men. And so I was kind of like, like struggling, you know? Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and that's what he so, saw was yeah. like, I want to train that kid. <laughs> no, I mean, he told me, he's like, I saw that, you know, you kind of kept, you, you kept coming, you know, you didn't, you didn't, after like one week, you kind of saw that, you know, like, Hey, I can't play here and you don't want to play no more. You know, yeah. like, I kept going. I, I kept trying, you know, like I kept trying to play and trying to play, you know, trying my best. And even my brother, like sometimes would like, go on a different team you know because like sometimes he was on my team but we would lose because you know they had me on their team or like you know I was a kid <laughs> or like you know and it kind of it got to that point and I was just there you know and so he would sometimes leave me to go play for a better team and you know I was just like I would still go and try and play with another team or something mm -hmm. and so this guy was kind of this guy was kind of older and so sometimes he would play as well you know and he would always pick me on his team and I would try to play with him and like you know and so every time we would lose after he would kind of talk to me and we'll talk and then, you know, next day would come or whatever, I'll come again. And after that, he kind of told me, he's like, Hey, like, you know what? I could, I could train you, you know, like, you know, he's like, but you gotta be really committed and serious. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So every day after school, I, I, I would go to, to the private like facility had there with like the gym. Mm -hmm. And I would just, I would just work on my footwork, ball work. And then there was like a the couple of days where I would work out. And little by little, I started improving, improving, improving. And um, I got a lot better at indoor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. So all this all this commitment and this sacrifice that you made, I mean, it eventually paid off. You know, you got to play at the Division One level in, in California. Was that like, as you increased your training more and got more serious about it, was that the goal for you to, to try and go the college route? Or like, what were you kind of thinking in, in high school? um when I was in high school I was kind of I was trying to go pro um he kind of had like the, the way he was thinking he was never thinking really go division one I'm telling you guys this, this guy's logic is <laughs> he's crazy I mean he kind of got into my head right mm -hmm. so I mean he was like I'm not going to train you to just go to a division one right like if you're going to train with me you're going to try to train to make a professional contract and I was like okay that's fair he's like um it, the worst case scenario, if you don't get a professional contract, you think uh, you think a Division One school is not going to want you if you've been training with professional teams and like training at a professional level. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, okay, that's true. He's like, so he was trying to aim higher, which was professional. And if that didn't come, then his like obviously your second option might be what Division yeah. One, like that's that, stuff like that, back. which was yeah. Yeah. So now I was like, okay, I guess this guy is like, you know, he's right. <laughs> So that's kind of what happened. And yeah, so and then I ended up just kind of going D1. Um, what was it? My, I think my junior year, I, it, honestly, like it, it was tough being around this guy. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and towards my, I think my junior year, um, I had to, I had to make a really big choice. And 
it was either between me doing homeschool and kind of staying and training with him or me going back to high school and like and going back to like playing club or an academy and stuff you know mm-hmm. and um i was really close to doing homeschool wow <laughs> i was gonna do home i was gonna do homeschool and i was gonna do uh just training all day and stay with this guy and just try to see where i where i, where I end up right and i mean i don't know i just ended up choosing going back to high school and finishing my last two years yeah i mean i think at some point you definitely obviously the individual training is good but at some point you have to bring it back and apply it to the game you know like you don't want to stay out of it for too long yeah well i mean his his logic obviously like he wanted me to stay out for that whole year and then after that i was going to go back into like going to play for like club teams or going to try out for like different uh teams in like different countries and stuff Mm-hmm. But that's the reason he wanted me to he wanted me to do homeschool so I could make sure I finished my school as well, you know, so I just won't focus on soccer. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, I was thinking that it was a good idea, but at the same time, I don't know, I just kind of, I don't know, I don't know if my brothers or my parents kind of talked to me or something and just kind of, you know, made me go back into just regular high school and just kind of being a regular student and just meet, still beating my friends, mm-hmm. you know. Which was that was a that was a really big choice for me because I think that would have that would have really changed my life a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like socially, it's it's just so different being like homeschool. And I've never been homeschooled, so I can't really say what it's like. But I just have to imagine it's so different than going to high school every day and interacting with like you said, like your friends, or just by yourself every day. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I mean, I think the I think the reason I didn't do it was because I kind of was already almost a year into training, and I was kind of like like whoa like i don't know if i could i don't know if i could keep going you know like uh, I, I don't know it was, it was getting it was getting kind of hard you know yeah yeah definitely so so i was kind of like in the middle and i don't know i just i i, I think i should have for my soccer career i think i should have done homeschool like to to try to try to improve my career i think i would have done a lot better but um i think i kind of thought a little bit more for like just my childhood and you know just high school yeah. and which was i mean yeah it like went it's, both it's, ways. It's, yeah it's good to have a balance like you know between soccer and just life in general uh, who knows like if you had done that you might have gotten like a bit burnt out with with everything and and who knows like if you would still want to keep pursuing the game like you are now i mean you know hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah honestly that is true so I mean that kind of happened. I mean, it, it's plans to win as well as as I kind of wanted to. I mean, I didn't end up, I didn't stop playing or anything. I kept playing, and I got an offer for Division One, and kind of went from there. You know. Yeah. So, how was your experience at the at the D one level? You went to UC Riverside, right? Yeah, I went to I went to UC Riverside. Um, it was good, honestly. I I really liked it. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a fun experience, like trying to be a a student athlete mm-hmm. it's not easy as well but it's uh it's pretty fun you stay really busy and uh you meet a lot of new people that you never thought you would meet and yeah. you just make a lot of good you make a lot of new friends and you just you travel and play and just you know it's a good it's a good experience i think um and plus you go to school for free if you get a full ride right <laughs> yeah exactly so like what would you say to to someone who's listening right now that is trying to learn about 
the let like maybe their high school player that is, wants to go D one or something like how would you describe what the Division one level is like like what is the commitment and you know I know you said it's hard being a student athlete like I can definitely relate to that it's it's not easy but what would you what would you say to someone who's like yeah I want to be a Division one soccer player um I mean I would just kind of say that you got to be really uh committed to kind of what you want to do right because you're not just a normal normal student where you just kind of go to class and do your homework and now you're free right mm-hmm. like now like you got you got you got a whole like different like you got like two lives in there right like you're trying to do two things at the at the same time for one which is like it's not easy you got training in the morning after training you got to go shower you have class and then you have weights like and then you got to do homework and then you got to you got to recover to still perform on the, on the soccer field and then you got to still recover to try to like perform in the classroom right so it's yeah. kind of like you got to just you got to know how to uh choose your time wisely because i mean there's there's time to mess around and kind of hang out with friends or whatever it is you kind of want to do but you got to just kind of have like a set schedule you know like you got to know like when it's time to do homework or when it's time to go to class like you kind of got to go to class <laughs> yeah do you think like biggest skill probably to have is like time management and discipline to be successful there yeah especially like you gotta you gotta really kind of know what you want you know like if you don't kind of have like a like a idea of like if kind of what you want then you're kind of like you're roaming around everywhere and kind of like you're wasting a little bit of time sometimes on like different things that you probably um shouldn't be doing i mean it's obviously it's good to like go and explore new things but you got to kind of have like a set schedule and try to like you know like follow like a schedule because if not you're going to just be like at home and you're going to be like hey uh hey brandon you want to go out and you're going to be like i mean sure i'll go (laughs) right yeah yeah it's (laughs) like you said you get you got all these new people around you all these new experiences like some people can get caught up in it and if you're not focused on what you want or what you're there to do like people can get can get lost pretty quick yeah because i mean i know a lot of people that uh a lot of people go into college and after their first year they kind of end up dropping out or they kind of just stop doing soccer because uh it, it's it's hard yeah <laughs> it's hard it's hard being around like it mentally it, you got to be strong as well like it's not a if you're not if you're not strong mentally it could kind of get to you and you could just kind of lose everything which is you know it'll be a bummer for you to kind of do all that work and at the end just kind of yeah so it's a lot of a lot of a lot of you got to be mentally strong as well but i think if if you got there there's a reason you got there you know you just kind of just gotta stay focused and keep uh pursuing what you want yeah so you spent two years in college and then you right you left after your sophomore year talk to me about that decision to to leave what like what kind of fueled that um again we're gonna go back to uh to your guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah to my guy um so i was in my second year i just finished playing that second year and um just randomly he just contacted me and he was like hey like i haven't talked to you in a while like what's up like what are you doing you know and i was like oh i'm still here and um he kind of told me he's like hey like I still think you could kind of you know try to make it to the pro level I think you should try to go um a little bit before you leave uh, before you get a little older you know I was I was I was 19 I think yeah I was 19 um he's like you should try to go before you get too old you know and try to pursue the career and um try to go somewhere and try to sign a contract and I was like uh that was a hard choice as well yeah (laughs) 
um it was between leaving a like a full ride and division one you know two years um at, at school or uh, try to go and pr- pursue something that it's not a guaranteed you know mm-hmm. and so it was a hard choice for me and I just ended up choosing to try to go and pursue my career, which was um, try to make a professional contract. And he ended up taking me to Brazil. Wow. So where were you, where were you in Brazil? Like, um, I, I know I talked to you a little bit about your Brazil experience, but I'm just curious about it. Like, was it, was there a big culture shock for you when you left here and, and moved to Brazil? Like, what was, what was that like when you first got there and were, and were trying to adjust? um it was it was it was a lot harder like they they live a lot more like like soccer like orientated over there like you know like yeah. over there is like restrictly like just soccer it's their and life just yeah. like yeah and just like the like the like the living environment obviously it's not the same as like over here back home you know mm-hmm. so you gotta kind of adjust you gotta adjust to like the living situation you like you live in a small room like it's taught like the, you know like something's like it's never perfect you don't have ac you, you have a freaking room that's nasty and like you know yeah but i mean that's kind of that's kind of like the you're not going to be treated royalty because you're not you're not going to like a like a santos or like a you know like a like a like a like a first uh division you know yeah so that's kind of um that's kind of like a like a, that was different and then also just the way they live like for their soccer careers like if they don't make it like their career is done you know mm-hmm. they don't kind of they don't have like college or uh anything else to kind of like like be on the side over there over there it's like you better make it or else you, you're done playing soccer and you're gonna go to work and that's it you know so they kind of like it's more of like a like a like a life thing over there so that's kind of why they live by it yeah I think like there's two things that you said there that are really interesting. The first is, which I think a lot of people don't realize about like when you're first trying to get a contract or you're trying to play at a higher level overseas, like uh, you mentioned like where you might be living, it might be like a shithole. You know what I mean? Like, cause people think like, oh yeah, maybe I'll go to Europe and they'll have an apartment for me and every like you might live in a, in a box and there might be no air conditioning. There might be no heat. Like, and that's just kind of until you make a name for yourself, until you establish yourself or, you know, for the players that don't come up through big academies and have that kind of resume, like that's what you got to do. And and people I think don't really realize like what that grind is like, or what that sacrifice is like early on when you're trying to, to get a contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's definitely true. Um, I got there and was kind of like, I mean, I was I was kind of already like I I was kind of really knowing what to expect. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't expecting like freaking five star like hotel and yeah. everything. You know, it was it was literally like a house. There was like fifteen or more guys in there, and like <laughs> you gotta kind of you gotta adjust. And you know, we're all there to try to make a professional contract, so you know, you gotta find you gotta find the way to try to grind it out and take care of your body and you know try to perform which was it was good i mean i i did well um it was a second division sao paulo so it's a pretty good level and they i stayed there for about a month and a half and they the coach and the president they offered to sign me um so i was kind of excited about that <laughs> so did you sign with them <laughs> i like 
I did, but then I didn't. Um, I signed, right? They offered me a contract, whatever. I signed it. And then I had to go through like the Federation of uh, the U.S. to try to get my visa to try mm-hmm. to, to try to live over there. Um, and then I had to try to go through the Federation of the USA. And then I had to try to go through the, the, the Brazil Federation. And, and it was it was tough, bro. Like I was going to me and another guy, we were going to sign together. Um, we were going to be their first uh, like international like foreign players right yeah because normally they they sign like brazilian players so it's easy for them to sign them right so this club didn't know like the process of signing like a new let's take a break to talk about support for the in the 11 podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 11 at manscaped.com. Now, if my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Now, listen, here's the deal, gentlemen. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and it is a game changer. Now, I know we got a lot of ballers out here, right? We got a lot of coaches out here. A lot of you, I know in your sessions, in your games, you're constantly saying, you got to take care of the ball. But you're not taking care of your own. It's crazy. It's it's wild. And we got to change that here. And Manscaped's going to help you do that. So first off, we've got the Lawnmower 4.0. And it is the future of men's below-the-waist grooming. And that is because of their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof. It has a 400K LED spotlight. So no more going blind in the bathroom, getting hair all over the floor, right? Pop in the shower, you've got the light as well, easy, and you're done. On to the next one. Now, same goes for that weed whacker, the Manscaped weed whacker for your ear and nose hair trimming necessities. You've got the proprietary skin safe technology, which is going to help reduce with nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate, sensitive areas. Now, last but not least, we can't forget about the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. A lot of you guys, I know you've got a routine with your recovery, right? You've got pregame rituals, you've got postgame rituals, a recovery routine that you do after, right? Hopping an ice bath, whatever it is, you have to add your below the waist care to that. You've got to take care of your balls, gentlemen. You don't want to be playing 90 minutes and then you come in and you're sweaty and disgusting and you're not taking care of yourself. You got, you got to do it. And Manscaped, like I said, is here to help you in that department. And who knows, maybe that special someone that's in your life coming to the game, watching you play, you know, you play a good 90 minutes, maybe you bag a goal, I don't know. You want to be ready, you want to be prepared, you don't want to be in a situation where you are left without Manscaped. Now, just because Manscaped is hooking you up and they want to take care of you, the Performance Package 4.0 has a couple of goodies thrown in there. They've got the Manscaped Boxer Briefs and they threw in a little carry-on bag just to travel with all of your Manscaped products, whether you're going for an away game, right? It's a road trip, you're in a plane, whatever. Chuck all your Manscaped products in there. You don't have to think about it. You can forget about it and make sure that you're still taken care of. So it is time, gentlemen, because your balls will thank you. It is time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping using the code 11. That's 20% off with free shipping using the code 11. E-L-E-V-E-N at manscaped.com. That is 20 whole percent off of your order. 20% off your order with free shipping 
at manscaped.com. Use code 11. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Like international player and they thought it was going to be easy and all this and it was it was tough. Yeah. <laughs> and so they kept they were struggling so they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't figure it out. They were missing time like date day times and stuff and so we had to wait for next times like to like people like to ready to move on. So it just kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed and I was just it was kind of frustrating, you know. I was out there um just training and whenever we would have like practice games, I would go and play and you know, and just try to wait for my for me to get cleared and I wasn't getting cleared I wasn't getting cleared and I was just kind of it was getting a little frustrating you know yeah absolutely it's it's such a common theme I feel like in players that I've talked to like everyone has an experience kind of similar to that where you feel like you're playing well and and the team wants you from a like what you can do on the field but then something off the field that you can't really control maybe means that you're not able to sign a contract with that team and like it's just it's such a good point that you bring up that especially for a club like that that hasn't signed foreign players there's so much that goes into trying to get a foreign player into your club like getting their player pass getting them a visa getting all that stuff and again it's you know it's something that people don't realize and don't necessarily think of when they're like oh i'm just going to go to brazil and sign a contract like there's a lot of other things uh, like, that you realized that you got to do yeah, bro. It was it was honestly it was kind of heartbreaking. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the coach, I feel like the coach liked me. Um, there was a couple times where we played a uh, like a, like a really good Division One team, and I went and I was that was like my first time. Like you know, he, he I was in a goal and like it was like a like a preseason game, and he started me and everything. I played really well. Um, I had I had like three chances to almost score, and I probably should have scored them. <laughs> <laughs> um keeper made like pretty good saves i wish i scored them but um since then the coach was like since after that day like i really wanted to sign you but it wasn't it wasn't my call you know it was kind of like the front office and the president they couldn't they, they couldn't they couldn't clear you so like i mean i can't put you in and play which yeah. you know it's not my thing. so i was kind of like uh like kind of bummed out you know yeah so i came back i came back home and you know just trying to figure out like what was going to happen next yeah so the one thing I was interested about too, when you said how like players in Brazil, it's it's different. Like it's their lifestyle. They don't really have a, they don't really have a backup plan. They don't have college, like that type of thing. When you were in that environment, did you like, did you love that? Was that part of it that like made you realize this is what you were meant to be doing and you were doing right, the right thing by being in this like super competitive environment where everyone was just fighting for, for, a little sniff or a little contract something like that yeah i mean i kind of thought of it like it's crazy out here in uh south america especially brazil i mean brazil is one of the top what countries in the world that they they transfer out a lot of players yeah so i, I was trying to compete with a lot of like you know players that normally transfer out or like you know like a country that's full of players like I'm not going to lie. There was training sessions where we had like 35 guys, 30 guys or more. And you're just like, what the hell? Like there's so many guys here. And like, they you were know, all talented. To... I'm sure. Yeah. They were all pretty talented. Like, I mean, sometimes you'll get some guys that were okay. Or, you know, like you would kind of be surprised. Like really this guy played, this guy played where? And you're just like, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like a couple of those, but then there were some other guys that you're just like, wow, this kid's freaking amazing. Like, you know, like this kid's yeah. good. And it was just kind of like that, you know, and it was crazy. Sometimes um, I used to talk to some people and they used to be like, yeah, I just got off of like a 12 hour bus ride, you know? And like after two days, they just, they didn't like them. They sent them back and you're just like, Oh, 
Wow. Cutthroat. But it's like, I mean, they're trying, you know, everybody's trying out there to try to make a living out of soccer. And you got to kind of, you got to kind of, you got to sacrifice a little bit to try to make it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's everybody's dream down there. And yeah, I mean, anyone like around the world, you got to sacrifice something if you want to, if you want to get there. But so left Brazil and then came back to the States, right? Came back to California. Yeah, and then I went back to Brazil to try to um, <laughs> try to play again in Brazil. I was out there for about four weeks, so I went back to the team that I went to, and um, like to top it off, I got to Brazil, and the president and everybody like nobody was replying to me when I was there. I was like, I was at the airport, just like, uh, like what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> like nobody was replying to me, and I was just like, damn, like. I'm already here like what's going on and so I called one of my buddies um that I met here in, in California that I, play, I played with him before he was Brazilian and I was like hey dude like I, I need somewhere to stay like can I please stay at your house or like you know can you try to help me figure something out mm-hmm. and he and he was like yeah yeah bro like come come over and I was like all right cool so I, I had to bus it to his like around his like house and they picked me up when um the bus was probably like like three hours like from where the bus station was and like 30 minutes from his house they picked me up um he's a a really nice guy honestly i i'm thankful for like him and his family for taking me in like when i was like (laughs) i had nowhere to go so did you end up training with the club again like did you ever talk about that did anything happen (laughs) yeah um the club finally ended up replying to me and I finally, I went back to the club, um, but they took forever to reply. Like, they were like, what, you're here already? And I was like, yeah, you guys like, you know, I'm here. They're <laughs> like, oh, okay. So I got there and like, they literally, they changed the head coach. <laughs> Damn. So they got a new head coach. I got there and like, so they were changing a lot of things. The president was leaving. Um, so like this new coach was like, like, who the fuck are you? You know, like he doesn't know anything about me. And like, yeah. And so he kept, he kept delaying and delaying as well. Like the train, I'm like, Hey, like, what's up? Like, are you going to want me to stay? Like, or should I just go? You know, I kept asking, asking, and he would just keep making excuses. He would be like, Oh, it's the front office. Go talk to the front office. And then I'd go talk to the front office and they'll be like, no, 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 it's the coach. Go talk to the coach. I'm like, Holy fuck. Like, you know, like, yeah. And then at that point I was kind of already getting like, uh, I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of this. And, um, the coach, the, the president was like, okay, look, we're going to send you to a, a team up north, which was like a 20-hour bus ride or like a like a five-hour plane ride or something like that. Oh, my God. To like a team up, like a team up, up, up north Brazil, like up in like the forest, like somewhere like really far, you know, and it was yeah. going to be like, a, it was going to be like a lower division, like, you know, kind of like something like that, like really, really bad living. And... I kind of was like, yeah, you know what? I don't, want, I don't think I want to go there. And I, I told the, I told the president, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I don't think I want to go. I don't think I want to go do that. And then he was like, well, I mean, I guess then, I guess we're done here. You know, I guess I don't have, I don't have anything else for you. You know? Yeah. I was like, okay. Then I was like, all right then. And I just kind of didn't talk to him. I just left. So what was next? Where'd you go? From there, um, Eddie called me. <laughs> Eddie was like. <laughs> Eddie was like, yo, what are you doing? I was like, I'm over here. I was like, I'm trying to leave. He's like, damn, bro, like, I'm coming. I'm going to Germany. Like, you trying to come? And I was like, I mean, I'm down. I, I just, I'm leaving from Brazil. So 
I flew back home for like about a week, just kind of saw my family. And then from there, right away, I left to Germany with Eddie. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you had come from like a week out from Brazil. For some reason, when I was talking to you, I thought it was earlier. So you, Brazil, boom, mm-hmm. home for a week and then straight on the plane to Frankfurt. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I, I wasted a little bit of money trying to come home to a come home to back home from brazil but um i think i i think i needed it i needed to see my family and uh oh yeah like see like my girlfriend and everybody and just kind of like remember kind of why i was doing this you know Mm -hmm. and so i kind of came out here for a little bit and kind of got together with my family and you know just kind of had a little bit more fun and just got kind of got ready to go to germany and try something new was uh was Europe always something that you kind of had as a goal in the back of your mind, like to try and play in Europe one day, or you just it didn't really matter, just wanted to play? Um, I kind of just wanted to play. I never had Europe in my mind. Um, I always had kind of like Mexico, um, like other places in my mind, the U.S. or you know try to go somewhere else. But Europe was kind of like you know I was like, well, like if I'm gonna make it to Europe, I need to be playing somewhere, like so they could kind of like see that I'm already playing, you know yeah and so i mean the only i mean i went to germany the same thing to try to um make it into like higher levels and they kind of told me that they were going to help me out and me and eddie so i was like all right cool like i'll come out Mm -hmm. and they're going to send me to try to go train with other teams and so i was like i mean why not (laughs) so how did you feel overall about your experience in germany um (laughs) (laughs) it it was crazy i'm not gonna lie it was like but i mean exactly you got to kind of like you're going to go through crazy experiences like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to be, it's not going to be perfect. You're not playing at a, at a Bundesliga team, you know? So I think it's kind of, it's a, it's a roller coaster. You got to be, be willing to ride through it and try to, try to go through whatever it is that you want. And hopefully at the long, in the long run, it'll kind of come out. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would, you, was, would you ever consider going back and play? Not obviously not for FCA, but for, uh, for like in Germany or Europe in general, or are you like trying to to climb the ranks here in the states? Um, I mean, right now I'm I'm trying to I'm obviously trying to stay like in the states, either try to go to USL or whatever it is that might, it might be, um, or obviously go to Mexico. But um, if like Europe comes up again, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad option to try to go and do it again. I mean, I kind of I kind of liked it out there, and the teams the teams are pretty pretty good. Like. Um, when I went to go train with uh with worms, they're they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Germany um, was like just filled with with quality. Yeah, so like there was a lot of teams like that, and um, I mean, we only played half the season out there, and then we we came back for uh like half the half the break, and I mean, I thought I was doing well, and when I went to those teams, uh, they liked me and they told me that uh, they wanted me to come back in the summer and you know and possibly like play for them, and I was kind of like looking forward to that. And when I came home, I, I, I talked to my agent, I, I got an agent and we kind of, you know, he started working with me and we kind of just tried setting up like tryouts and just try to, you know, try to talk to some teams out here. And so I, I started, I was like a whole month of just tryouts, tryouts, tryouts. And I ended up here and I did well and they invited me into preseason and I did well in preseason and I ended up staying here. So, so was that's that a, that's for Cal United, was that a, a trial that your agent set up for you? 
um no it was like pretty much like a like an open trial but like he paid for it and he like talked to the he told me he talked to them and like kind of you know just try to help try to try to help me out and putting in like a good word you know yeah how do you feel so, about the open trial experience for like clubs have you been to a lot of them yeah i have <laughs> um i mean i would just kind of say like you gotta not there's going to be some good players and obviously there's going to be some bad players, but you got to just kind of showcase yourself and like just show off your attitude, your, like your commitment and just like kind of who you are as a player. Yeah. And if the coaches, if you're what the coach is looking for, then, you know, it'll work out. If not, then go to another one and hopefully that coach is looking, looking for something like you, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, not I mean, most of the time it's just like, you got to just freaking work your butt off <laughs> at the tryout and just kind of like show that you want it to just try to get into that chance with the team, you know? Yeah. So now second season, like as in this club, as a pro, what is, what's your favorite part about being a professional now? Like, what do you love about it? Mm, I mean, just kind of living like the like day to day, like soccer now and just kind of, trying to still improve but uh you're kind of like you know all day soccer every day and you're just kind of living like like what you kind of like dream of like from a little kid yeah you know so it's it's kind of cool i mean obviously there's still like steps to kind of move forward but you're kind of like in the process of it like you know training every morning um you got film you got games on the weekend you got like you know like you got to go to events and it's kind of you know it's kind of it's kind of like what you were looking for as a little kid and it's it's like a start you know obviously and there's different levels to it like usl and mls but it's uh it's like a stepping stone i feel like that is it also special for you to be able to kind of do it in like in your hometown sort of or, or close to family and friends yeah it's uh it's pretty cool like finally uh my parents are finally able to see me play after like like two years of being away yeah, I was in Brazil and Germany, and then um, like the first game of the season, like uh, like finally my family was able to come out, and so they were finally all able to see me play, and it was kind of it's kind of exciting for them to all come and be able to see me. Yeah, dude, I said the same thing. Like when I started playing for a club uh, around here, like near my hometown, and it was it was that's such a cool thing. Like because I had the same experience of probably two or three years because in Germany I was in Denmark I was wherever and no you know and then during COVID it was just impossible for anybody to travel anywhere to see you so it's it's such a cool thing to like because that's kind of what you I feel like part of why you play you know like eventually one day wherever you're playing you want to have your family and stuff fly out and see you wherever it may be um so it's cool to have that again yeah yeah that's probably one of the one of the best parts like seeing your your family kind of go out and watch you play and just kind of you know like just in trying to enjoy it hopefully you don't have a bad game <laughs> <laughs> well you always step up a little bit of a level when uh when you got people watching <laughs> like that so <laughs> i hope so um all right i got i got one more for you and i know like you're busy and you got a a big weekend ahead of you as well but so now you've had the opportunity to play so you played D1, you played at the semi-pro level, like overseas, here, and now the professional level as well. What would you say are some of the biggest differences that you've seen or as you've played higher and higher? Like, what do you notice stays the same and what, what changes for you? Um, I think probably the 
the biggest thing that changes is like the speed of play. Mm-hmm. Um, as as you go higher, the level, everybody like their speed of play is just a lot faster, and it's freaking, it's kind of crazy sometimes. Like the the soccer IQ some guys have, and <laughs> um, the way they're able to think so fast and still be able to play at that speed is uh, it's pretty amazing, honestly. And I think uh, the difference sometimes as well is just the professionalism, you know, the way the way the way people carry themselves and the the difference between um, semi pro and other places like, you know, sometimes they don't take care of their body. They go they just go out, you know, they don't they don't train extra, you know, they don't do stuff like that, you know. And I think a little bit more in the pro level, people are obviously still trying to, you know, make it a little bit higher and you got to still try to keep your job, you know, right. Because there's yeah. people trying to come up. There's people trying to come under from nothing to try to take your job so you still got to be able to try to perform take care of your body and still be able to run uh run a full match right so it's like fitness as well is a it's a a big factor i think as well to try to be able to try to be fit as you can because some of these guys are they're they're machines (laughs) yeah you guys could just run they could run all day and it's like damn is that something that kind of motivates you to, to continue to train so hard and work so hard that you feel like someone else is out there trying to to take your job or take your jersey off your back? Yeah, I see. I see it as that. Like somebody's trying to come from the bottom, and then I mean, it's kind of the same way, right? Like I'm trying to move up and try to yeah. take somebody's like spot, you know. So there's obviously like there's there's kind of like there's levels to it, which is like somebody's trying to take my spot in my level which is nisa and there's other people i'm trying to take somebody's spot in usl or like you know mls so somebody in bottom is working hard to try to get here and i'm trying to work hard to try to you know keep pushing up as well so you got to just kind of like not get comfortable and just kind of be happy where you're at and just try to keep um try to keep improving and keep trying to better trying to get better you know as, as long as you're trying to follow your dream and just keep working towards them I mean, right yeah see I see you working out there too (laughs) yeah yeah for sure I mean because like you think it was it was that was you right like when you went to that open tryout you were like I'm trying to go and take somebody's job right I'm trying to go and get a spot on this team like there's always going to be guys like you guys like me whoever that are coming in and trying to get a job from somebody so it's definitely motivation for anyone out there like to keep working you can't you can't get complacent you can't just be happy where you're at yeah and I mean honestly like you never know dude like sometimes like you'll be surprised like on sometimes the people that they choose right you're like what like how did they pick that guy or or what how did this guy go but i mean he kind of stuck to it and just kind of you know kept grinding and it finally paid off and he got where he wanted to be and now he's kind of you know he's there and you're like damn i should have kept going right it's like yeah yeah that's what i think about that all the time especially now like chelsea just went in the champions league and you look at like Mendy, I think his his CV is like 23. He was unemployed or something. And then 24 signed like fifth or sixth division in France. Like same with Conte. Like Conte had a, you know, a story where he was playing lower leagues and was constantly getting cut. And now all of a sudden he's lifting the Champions League trophy and people are talking about him for the ball and door. Like, I think there's just that's what's cool about the game is like there's people that have stories like that and if you're willing to put in the work and sacrifice like you talked about all during this episode like then it might just be a story like that for you yeah i mean i, I think you just gotta kind of you gotta just try to stay ready i feel because you never know um say there's a there's a tryout in two weeks and you're like oh damn i'm gonna get ready right and it's like 
I mean, it's too late. (laughs) Right. So you got to kind of, you got to try to stay consistent. And that's kind of where like, uh, like being mentally strong and just try to like, because I mean, it's hard, obviously, like imagine trying to train a whole year around there, like without having any team or anything to do, you know, you're just like, damn, like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? You know, like you got to just kind of try to stay to the grind. And just kind of stay ready. So when something does come up, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I'm hungry now, you know? Like, I freaking, I haven't I haven't played. I haven't trained. I haven't done anything. Like, like take me to this tryout. I'm trying to go freaking work my ass off, you know? Like, yeah, that, that's kind of like, I think, what they got to live by. I mean, I try to, I have, I mean, I have younger, I have younger siblings as well. I have three little sisters. So mm-hmm. I try to kind of try to push them as much as I can and try to just, you know, try to teach them a little bit of uh, kind of what I've been through, you know? And hopefully they, uh, they're able to kind of go based off of that and just do better than whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you talk about like, it's kind of that blind, that blind faith or that blind commitment when you're trying to, when you're trying to wait for an opportunity or you're waiting for a trial or something, you're not playing for a while. Like sometimes you're going to train on your own and you're like, what am I doing this for? Like, what if I don't get an opportunity? But those yeah. are the times when you have to just, you have to be like, stay positive. Yeah, stay positive and just tell yourself something will come, something will come. And if I quit now, then obviously nothing will happen. So I just have to keep going and, you know, eventually something's going to happen. No, yeah, definitely, bro. I, I agree 100%. Like, I mean, because there's been a lot of times where I was like, like, what am I doing? You know, I'm wasting my time. Like, why, why the hell am I training? Like, you know, um, it's um, it was like my fifth hour at the park. Like, why the freak am I even practicing yeah. <laughs> this this same this same thing again? You know, like, like you know, like, and it, that's what I'm saying. Like, it it comes down to like you being like mentally strong and just kind of being like you know like positive and just being like, no, no, no. You know what? I'm gonna freaking work my butt off, and something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen, and it's like you know, you gotta just stay positive. And at the end of the day, if nothing happens and you give it your all, then I mean at least you, at least you know that like you were strong enough to kind of, you know, stay mentally strong and try to pursue what you wanted. And it didn't happen. I mean, like God forgive, like, you know, it didn't happen, you know, which sucks, but at least, you know, deep down, like, Hey, I gave it my hardest. It didn't happen. Like, what do you want me to do? You know, I tried, like I freaking worked my ass off. It didn't happen. So yeah, hundred percent. Like it's just, you live your life with no regrets. There'll, there'll never be a moment where you're like, ah, I could have done more. Like, you know, not, nah, I, I trained every damn day. I did everything I could. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out or for whatever reason it did work out. Like it, you keep the, there's no doubt or there's no regret when you just, you put in the work. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I feel like if you put in the work, the, the, the correct work, um, I feel like it'll, some, something will come up, you know? Yeah. 100%. But that's why I said like the, the correct work. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a lot of times I feel like people put in work, but it's like you're putting in the like the comfortable work, you know, like you're not putting in like those freaking those those like mile runs or like those like te- like time runs, you know, like stuff like mm-hmm. that, like that you're that you're really pushing yourself like mentally. And, you know, which is that's kind of what's going to separate you from like other people like. I mean, because I mean, when I was growing up younger, I mean, I'm pretty sure you as well. There was obviously a lot. You knew a lot of people that played soccer, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like what it is. Like as you're at, when you're younger, a lot of a lot of people are following the dream still because you're still young and they're just they're training. But normally, their training is consisting of what? Like, what do you say? You usually see people training just shooting at the goal. Yep. 
Yeah. Right? Like, like how many times you time. see kids, they just go and they just have a bag of balls and they just start ripping shots. And it's like, dude, you're a center back. Like, what are you even doing? It's like no, no warm up, nothing, just straight. Yep. All right. Where you can just start ripping the shots and you're just like, bro, like, like there's been times where I kind of been at the park and I see kids like just do that. And like, I kind of go up to them. I'm like, Hey, like, you know, I, I think you should kind of just try to like, you know, do this, you know, like try to help them out a little bit, you know, but like, Hey, like try to do stuff like this. That's going to help you, you know, a little bit more, you know, like, and sometimes I'll even try to train them a little bit just to give them a little, like, you know, like little like feel of it. Yeah. And you know, so they can kind of see like, but sometimes, sometimes I don't I just kind of like, you know, let them be, but it also depends like, you know, what they kind of want, you know, a lot of people say like they want to be pro, but it's like, I mean, you're not going to just go and shoot the ball like, you know, for two hours and not do anything else and say you've been training like, you know, you've been grinding, which yeah. is that's that's not grinding, you know, you, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I think people I think people <laughs> love to say like they're about the grind or they love the grind. Like, I don't know, people just have a weird thing with what they think grinding really is. Um, and it was funny. I was talking to uh, I had Austin on my podcast the last episode and uh, <laughs> uh-huh. we were talking about I feel like at higher levels like especially the way you're talking about it it's almost like for you that every everyone at your level right now is training super hard you know what I mean there's no one that you're around they're like oh they don't really train hard or work hard or take care of their body so then it kind of becomes what are you going to do that's different than all the semi-pro or amateur players and like you know for you it's experiences where you're getting out of your comfort zone like you're moving to Brazil or you're moving to Germany or you know, even when you were younger, like you're taking a year off and you're just training with this dude who's putting you through intense Saturday <laughs> beach workouts. It's just like, you got to do something that's going to be different and might kind of push you outside of what you're comfortable with. And it's not just about just going to the park and just like training for an hour a day. He, the thing, the thing about him was that he didn't sit there for like the five hours or the six hours that I was at the park. He didn't sit there the whole time just watching me like, Hey, you better do it. You mm-hmm. better do it. Or like you know, this guy was like he would tra- he would sh- come up in the morning. He would show he would show me what I have to do. You know, I'd write it down. I kind of already had an idea of like you know how to do it because he would show me. And he would leave for like two to three hours, and it was just me at the park by myself and just practicing, practicing the same thing he told me to do. And then he'll come back for like his lunch break or whatever, and he'll come and he'll be like, all right, let me see it. And then I'll show it to him like you know whatever it is, and he'll be like, all right this has to be a lot faster. You're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing that. And then he'll leave again. And then he'll come in the night or whenever he gets off of work, I'll, I'll still be there, you know, by myself trying to train and, you know, and he'll come and see it and he'll let me know. And he'll be like, you need to do this. You know, sometimes he'll yell at me or whatever, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was pretty much like self-commitment. You know, he was kind of helping me, but at the same time, like he wasn't there those whole six hours, you know, just watching me and like trying to like tell me like, Hey, you got to make sure you do this. You got to do that. You know, like, he was kind of leaving it up to me where like, I'm going to tell you what to do. And it's your, it's your job to how bad do you want it to try to, you know, improve on doing that, you know? So I, I, at that point I kind of was really like, you know, I want, I want it, I want it. So I kept, I kept to it and tried tried my best. Yeah. You just have to be self-motivated in that situation. Yeah. And it, it's hard, but I'm not going to lie there. There was, <laughs> there was one day where like, I, you know, you, you have those days where you're, yeah. you're out of it, you know? And this day I was just freaking out of it. Like, I don't know why I was just like, I was in training. I was just like, fuck, like, I don't even want to do this. You know, like I was just like, it was a couple months in. And so I was just juggling, bro. I was just juggling, like kicking the ball up, like playing like with the ball, you know, just having fun. 
and I wasn't going to the cones. I wasn't doing anything. You know, I was just like, you know, and the whole time he was watching, right? Like he, he was watching me for like 30 minutes, just not do anything. He came and I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> My heart dropped. I was like, like whoa. And then he asked me, you know, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was just like, oh, "Honestly, like I don't know. I just, I was out of it. You know, I just, I didn't feel it, and I was kind of scared." <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I mean, there's so much though that you've had in this episode. I think is great for young players to to listen to or to take some of it, your advice from, but. I appreciate you coming on today and, and definitely congrats on the, on the first goal yesterday, the first of many and good luck. We got, who do we have tomorrow? Maryland Bobcats, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Hopefully. if anyone's, anyone's listening and wants to catch some NISA action tomorrow, uh, Tony will be in the Cal United strikers uniform. Again, like I said, I appreciate you coming on man and sharing and sharing your story and sharing a lot of, a lot of good insight for players out there that can, can take some of your advice and listen to your story and, and take some inspiration for it. So again, best of luck and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thanks for having me. It's good seeing you, right? Yeah. Good seeing you too. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Big time. I'll, I'll talk to you, right? Stay, stay big time for me. Okay. Don't ever <laughs> lose that. <laughs> All right, bro. It was nice. It was nice seeing you. Take care. All right. Yeah. Take care. Have a good one. All right. Later, bro. Peace.